What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Knowles and Dogs podcast. Uh, I'm Hunter. I'm Dylan. And we are getting you guys ready for the national championship game, which is mm-hmm. being played as of this podcast tomorrow night. This is our preview show um, where we're going to give our best our takes on how the game might go and picks and all that fun stuff. So stick around. Hit that subscribe button while you're at it. Yep. Uh, like the video, view it if you like. Um, we do. We would like appreciate a couple more views here and there, but um, hey, just, just a couple more. All right, we're again, we're not begging. Yeah, we don't beg. Mm-hmm. Always have this. That's tap. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of college football, you know somebody fans of college football. Tell us, tell them about us. Mm-hmm. We would really appreciate it. The more fans we have, the more content we can put out. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, but aside from that, uh, we're going to just pretty much, it's going to be a quick, sh- quicker show, nothing too crazy, but like mm-hmm. we're going to, we'll briefly talk about the playoff or semifinals because we didn't really get a chance to talk about that. Yeah. Because um, we're, we're a little late, just some busy schedule, scheduling conflict, but we're here now. Exactly, um, and then, yeah. But then we'll just kind of do a deep dive into the game, the national title game tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. with all that being said, uh, we will hop right in. We'll start with the Fiesta Bowl. That was the 4 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. Um, game one of the semis. And um, just first and foremost, I mean, finally we got a good year for semifinal games. Now, we talked about... <laughs> yeah, like we talked yeah. about, like, we thought this game would be a closer game out of the two. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty accurate on that. Yeah. How'd you How'd you see the game? So I was at a New Year's party watching the game with a good amount of people. Primarily, uh, it was Florida fans I was with. Similar yeah. situation to you. But um, I was with one other Noel fan, and we were both like, you know, I just want to see a good game, and that game was just fun to watch. At the oh, beginning, yeah. I don't know how you were feeling, but it really felt like there for a minute that TCU was running away with the game. But Michigan was able to clean up some mistakes and get back into it late. But yeah, I, I I think that was the turning point was self self inflicted mistakes by Michigan early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I had to sum up the game for like both teams, mm-hmm. for Michigan it was just self inflicted wounds all over yeah. the place. Um, I know you can blame the refs for some questionable calls here and there. Uh, but the refs didn't decide that game. No. Not scoring the not scoring any points from inside the five yard line two trips in a row cost you the game. Yeah, two pick sixes cost you the game. That's what's going to hurt you. For TCU, it was just taking advantage of those opportunities and pretty much not bending and not breaking. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean that's what they've done all year, especially in the Big Twelve. I mean you bend and you don't break, but they did that to a T. I mean. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that big lead. I was like, because I had TCU in the points, so I was just like, all right, here we go. We're rolling, rolling. But mm-hmm. I was like, back in my head, I'm thinking that Michigan's still going to – Michigan's not going to go down without a fight here because, like, if they can just calm it down a little bit, they could possibly get things rolling. And mm-hmm. they kind of started doing that. But um trying to think. But, yeah, like that big – the first play of the game, the Edwards run. Yeah. And then all of a sudden – they just started getting cute down at the goal line, and I'm like, "What are we?" I mean, as a TCU supporter, I was right, like, "Here we go." But I'm just like, as a fan, I'm like, just as a college football observer, I'm like, "What yeah. are we? What are they doing?" I mean, that Ryan Arbor special. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They just I mean, killed him. It it really did feel like so. I 100 percent believe if Michigan didn't. Turn the ball over early in that first quarter. Go down. What was it like, twenty-one to seven at one point? Yeah. If they don't go down twenty-one to seven, I think twenty-one six. Because they only six, hit yep. two field yep. goals. Mm-hmm. You're right. If they don't go down twenty-one six in that first quarter, I think there's a very likely scenario they could have won this football game. It's like they got oh, yeah, into they... their own head early, and then they just could not claw back out of that hole. They could have easily clawed back in this game. I mean, or they pretty much did, but they, they did. Yeah, their inability to make it stops um, hurt them. I mean, because even 
I mean, again, it's just the self-destruction part because, like, I mean, Max Duggan threw two picks. Yeah. One of them set him up at that – now the questionable ref play at the end of the – I think it was towards the end of the half when um, – they so he caught the ball. He intercepted it. But yeah. the ref – it caught it at about – I forget where. But the ref moved it back like three yards. For some reason, they spot the ball like back three yards. For some reason, I don't know. And then the next play, he caught it. His butt was in the end zone, but he didn't have. I guess he didn't have possession. Yeah, of the ball. yeah, yeah. That was. That, so, I don't know about how you felt. That was a touchdown. I didn't think it was a touchdown because the. I didn't think his. He was down. So in the NFL, so it's different because the college in the NFL, college, you're down. If you no matter if, if you're not touched, if you're, mm-hmm. any part of your body's down, you're down. NFL yeah. now that NFL he could have easily just caught it and rolled like barrel rolled in it yeah. would have not mattered. Mm-hmm. Where he caught it, he caught it at the one. Yeah. the ball was not across the goal line. His back was up against the goal line, kind of creeping in, but his the football wasn't. So I mean, yeah. call it how you will. But then the next play, you can't fumble the ball. No, that's the thing that killed them was that fumble again. That fumble killed him. And then, I mean, just late in the game, there was the big third down touchdown yep. to Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson had the big, the pretty much the game breaker on that third and nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that was, I yeah, mean, I mean, just self destruction. That third quarter, that touchdown by TCU immediately following like a six minute Michigan drive. Like they scored in yeah. three plays. Do you remember? Yeah, like it was like. That final five minutes was just, mm-hmm. I think it was the most scored quarter of any college football playoff game yep by like a good margin there too i think the closest one was they were saying was the florida or not the the um georgia Georgia, oklahoma Oklahoma game and behind that was lsu oklahoma first quarter but that's just yeah Yeah, lsu put up 40 in one quarter and then i know i was looking at totals i think lsu was lsu hit what was the final score to that game? I don't even remember. But the LSU one, they put like sixty something on Oklahoma. I thought was it sixty? I was thinking for some reason they put seventy on them. I'll double check you real quick. But um, I just know Burrow had seven touchdowns in the first half. So sixty-three to twenty-eight. Yeah. Yes, they, I mean he had he had was it was it seven touchs touchs in the first half? Yes, he did. Yeah. Because Jamar was no Justin Jefferson had four. Uh, Justin Jefferson had four. Jamar Chase did not have a touchdown in that game. I mean, they probably didn't need him. Uh, Terrence Marshall team. Jr. had two. I, I mean, what a loaded cast. Yeah, that just that was a Justin Jefferson game, dude. He had 227 yards, four touchdowns, 14 receptions. They just didn't mm. cover him at all. I mean... That was probably the worst <laughs> matchup, just schematically and on paper wise, probably of all time. One of them up there. Yeah. I mean, that Oklahoma Lincoln Riley defense against that offense. I mean, can you have imagined? Can you imagine how many points they would have put up against USC's defense this year? They might have put eighty on. Actually, the thing is, I actually think this USC defense surprisingly. I think it was better than that terrible Oklahoma defense that year. Oh God! That Oklahoma Did you watch? defense was bad that year. I'm gonna I did watch the Tulane game. I did watch the Tulane game. Yeah. I only reason I would disagree is that at least you, this USC defense could turn the ball over at times. Because that Oklahoma defense, they gave up. That was like 40 that was after giving up like forty points. Yeah, but they they gave up forty points like every game. I think their defense average giving up forty. You can't give up fifteen points in the final like three minutes of a game like that. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, but but hey, Tulane and the that. points. We we're just here and making money. Anyway, so I think that's. Do we have any f- final thoughts? Pretty much on that Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, self destruction on Michigan. TCU mm-hmm. taking advantage of those opportunities. But credit yeah. TCU. Listen, they played really well in that game. Like aside from the two picks, like nothing else. Like defense stood up, played super well, and we're gonna see how it translates into the national title game. Yep, two hundred to one odds to make the playoff probably double or triple that to make it to the play national title let mm-hmm. alone win it yeah. so uh yeah so the rest right, of those betters well i don't know how many of them are actually taking it yeah um yeah anyway we're gonna move on 
to the nightcap game, which was Georgia and Ohio State, which mm-hmm. was the anticipated game out of the two, most mm-hmm. ha- most anticipated one. Um, we thought that Georgia was going to cover and roll. Yeah. We did. Um, early, it – I don't know how you felt. It, to me, it, yeah. it was just – I was thinking to myself, I'm like, here we go. This is SEC title game again. Mm-hmm. This is Jamison Williams. He's going to kill me. And I'm in Bryce Young. Like, they weren't getting pressure, and they weren't getting home. And guess what? They were getting eaten alive, like, just surgically yep. ripping us apart. And that's what happened early. Luckily, we kind of weathered that storm. I mean, mm-hmm. this was – I don't know. I'll let you t- talk here first, but I, yeah. I just – Oh, it was like the defense played crap, but also did enough to keep us in the game. Where our offense played like crap, mm-hmm. but did enough again to keep us in the game and respond. So, well, I'll go in as a neutral observer because obviously you coming from the uh, Georgia side, you are do have a little bit of an innate bias here. I will say for that first quarter, it really did feel like. Ohio State was throwing everything they possibly had against Georgia, and Georgia mm-hmm. for a mem- for a moment there did not have any answer for it. They were it was like they were throwing up uh, they were throwing up disguise like defenses that Stetson Bennett was struggling to read at first. He wasn't able to get through his progressions, and they were mm-hmm. taking too long. He was getting sacked. He had an interception on a ball where he just couldn't. He did not get enough on it. And CJ Stroud looked like a top ten pick. Like he looked oh. like. 100%. He looked how Ohio State fans tried to make you believe he was playing. Yeah. That's the first time he's ever played like that. Yeah. I, uh, so yeah, like that first quarter, honestly, I mean, the first drive, you couldn't mm-hmm. have asked it better for the defense, got the sack. Yeah. But then the, the offense goes out, they get down the field, and then all of a sudden they get cute and mm-hmm. they try to do some read option. If they just hand the ball off, it's a touchdown. Yeah. Um, which led to a missed field goal, and then Ohio State just immediately just pounced on it and just scored yep. a touchdown. And then I think we responded. Then then they scored next two. Yep. And then I was like, "Oh shit, here we go." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was to me. It was shocking, especially since for a moment there, George, you guys had no answer for Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, oh he no. was he was everything. Everything thrown in his way, he had it. Like he was. More a sense of let's hope he drops it, right? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Like <laughs> we're not covering this guy, so <laughs> I do think I I didn't think it was targeting personally in the end zone. I didn't he, either. He led with his shoulder into his other shoulder. That's not targeting. He wasn't a defenseless receiver. No. If anything, it was illegal touching because Harrison definitely stepped out before the catch. So yeah, they probably wouldn't have called it. No, because he didn't make. Uh, he didn't complete the pass, and normally on that they don't really call illegal touching for the most part. But yeah, they normally just call it third down or fourth down in that situation. But I was very shocked, especially to see CJ Stroud use his legs. Oh yeah, we. I mean, where was that all year? We were just uh, waiting. Yeah, they were waiting for this game. They were waiting for Georgia to not yeah. see it. Him run. Kudos off. to them then. Yeah. You know, on one hand, I do have to tip my cap to the Ohio State staff for really putting a good game plan because credit to them, they did literally everything they could to beat Georgia. Absolutely everything. They The only thing they missed was really poor play, like really poor decisions with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like they should have gone for extra yards there. They got way too cute and tried to kick a 50-yard field goal. Yeah, I mean – I mean, just as an overview, I mean, Kirby Smart, I would say for about 58, 59 minutes or so, got out coached. Yeah. I mean, just granted, I mean, it luckily, I mean, not going to say luckily, but I mean, it took an injury to change up the defensively, the schematics. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the defense credit. I mean, I guess you could say also, I mean, we bent, we did, we bent pretty much a lot. But yeah. we didn't break. Um, there's something about, I mean, but also credit to Georgia. Credit to Georgia's offense. Yeah, credit to Georgia. Seriously, they 
because they played their butts off to get back in it when they looked bad. As I mean, that's just that. I mean, that's a championship pedigree right there. I mean, mm-hmm. I can. I think it was it's one. I mean, probably what, like three times we were down double digits, mm-hmm. and you were able to just keep your head down, keep going, get a stop here or there, catch, and then just get back in the game. I mean, that's what they did the first time, the 21-7. I mean, it come back out. We out go next 17 unanswered, and then we gave up that crappy touchdown at the end of the half. Yeah. Um, and that led to the pick in the early part of the third, which that was just because he was under pressure, and then he got just didn't get enough air on it. Because, by the yeah. way, if he just over – if he gets an air on that thing and gets it out, I mean, that's a touchdown because McIntosh yeah. is no, alone. Yeah, the safety um, drop there too. Steel Chambers intercepted it, the linebacker. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, fourth quarter – at fourth quarter, I mean, after uh, – after, I mean, Setson Bennett in the fourth quarter is just insane. Mm-hmm. He did it last he, year in the national title game, did it this year. I mean, he just played subpar. He played the crap in that third quarter, but he did. And <laughs> I will say, like, fi- two final things. That timeout called on the fake punt saved mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Saved the game. And I definitely thought he we left way too much time when we scored that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought so too. Way too much time. I was like, here yeah. we go. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. He's, he's going to make it. We're going to lose. Lucas. And thank God he just completely shanked that. I mean, that's like that's the Minnesota Vikings. Misses. Yeah. It's like that Minnesota Vikings miss from a couple years ago. I mean, holy crap, you can't miss that. But you also, on Ryan Day's part, you can't let the game down to a, a college kid and his 50-year-old. field goal, and the dude has not been good from, like, they were they put his number up. He was, like, 0 for 7 at, like, more than 45 yards. It was, like. Uh, I don't know. No. What was he, the number on he, that? I think it might have maybe been from 50-plus then because he, yeah. cause he had hit one from 49. In the game earlier in that game, but um, you know, I won't say karma because last year Rose Bowl end of the game, he was making some like gestures to the Utah players, like waving and like just doing all that fun stuff to like yeah. some players that were like on the ground after he kicked like a chip shot to win it. I'm not gonna say karma always comes back around, but yeah, you know, just. But kudos to C.J. Stroud. Uh, he earned himself some money. I still don't think he's going to be – I'm interested to see how he's going to do in the NFL. We'll see. Um, but uh, those were my takes. Dogs move on. Dogs stand. Champs have a chance to repeat, and that will lead us into our preview now, unless you had any final more thoughts here. Um, nothing more to add other than didn't have the greatest season. Um, but then again, according to this, Ohio State's uh, kicking history ain't that great because he had 20 field goals and he's tied for fourth most. That's yeah, crazy. and he's a transfer. That's, yeah, he's a transfer. He went to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh, a uh, quick stat here. Mm-hmm. So, all the people out there hating on Keely Ringo. By the way, Keely Ringo will be a safety in the NFL. He's too. He's built like a safety. So he. Yeah. The reason we put him at cornerback. Don't tell me. I don't know. Anyway. C.J. Stroud against um, target when targeting Keely Ringo, he's six for thirteen, for sixty-nine yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Targeting anyone else, seventeen of eighteen, two hundred and seventy-nine yards, three touchdowns. So, and that touchdown probably given up by Ringo, I think, was on a, like a play that Stroud just like moved out of the way, out of the pressure, and told Harrison to go one way. And then he just caught him. I mean, it's like, what do you? I mean, yeah. anybody's. I mean, you're gonna get beat there anyway. So, the Keely Ringo hate. I know. I trust me. I get on him as much as anybody. I'm a bad. He will get. He has his fair share of moments, but like, stats right there don't. They, they don't back it up. Like, or they back it up. I mean, he's still gonna be a good back half first round, early second round pick. So, mm-hmm. we'll see though. All right. Let's move on to the main event. We're finally here. National title game. God, the season's gone by too fast. But um, we're finally here. Georgia, TCU. Mm-hmm. It's in Englewood, California, SoFi Stadium, if you want to get technical. Beautiful um, place. 
Uh, I heard the area around it's kind of bad. Stadium uh, is kind of cool. Well, I've I've been there, not to the stadium, but it's if you didn't know, uh, the stadium is right next to the Los Angeles International Airport (LAX). So when you get off a flight there, you actually are right next to it. Oh, that's cool. There's like a giant fence around the area. So... That's what I've heard. <laughs> Nice. There's like a, there's like Philip Rivers too. That's actually what the rivers oh, are yeah. named. The rivers are named Philip nice. Rivers. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So right now the line, we'll just say the line's thirteen and a half as of this moment. I just checked a little bit ago. Over unders shot up to sixty four. That's high. Up to sixty four. It was at sixty three for a little bit. Then it went down to sixty two. It's back up. To, now it's up to sixty four. Mm-hmm. Um, the line just went back up a point. It was at twelve and a half for a little while. So, just sub under, just under the two touchdown favorites. That's a lot of points. Um, solid stat. Georgia's eight and six with the under. TCU's eight and six with the over. So, um, we'll start. We'll kind of break it down here, I guess, or just kind of give out your main thoughts. Um, we'll save your picks for at the end, but yeah. I don't know about you, but I think this – I honestly – you could break down this game a little bit, but I think the game's going to come down to um, Georgia's – I mean, we can – let's just talk about it. Georgia's – however do you anticipate, like, Georgia's defense versus TCU's offense? How, is, how do you think it's going to go? I'm – before the Michigan game, I would have told you – I don't think TCU's offense will could really sack up against Georgia's defense, but after the way they were really able to just expose Michigan's glaring problems in their secondary and their ability to stop big plays, I really, I mean, I think they'll be able to score. I would, I think this could end up being a shootout if they can keep some of the momentum they had from last week against Michigan, because the way they were able to just score quick take long drives, run the ball, pass the ball. They could do anything they wanted on defense, or on, I mean, on offense. And Max Duggan, is in, he knows how to command that offense. Like, he is a legit, he should be an NFL prospect. I don't know how mm-hmm. high he's looking at right now on there, on that side of it, but he legitimately looks extremely good in that offense. I think he could be probably a day two guy. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, third round kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I think, yeah, the explosive plays are definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, I think Georgia's, if Georgia's able to get pressure, so, like, remember, I mean, they did sack C.J. Stroud about five times, I think, yeah. four or five times, and they there was a couple of plays where Stroud backed up, moved around, and had to just uh, throw it away, so... Mm-hmm. We were still getting home. Jalen Carter was getting tackled every play, yeah. so he wasn't making a difference because he was getting held and wasn't getting called. Let's uh, just watch the tape. Don't call me yeah. a fan. Bias. That, I mean, just that is he was just getting tripped. Playoffs normally are though. You don't see as many like holding or. True. I mean, they try anyway. to get away from the ticky tacky stuff though. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're when you're getting tackled though, I mean, you got to call that. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so if – now what worries me more, see Stroud was able to use – like Max Duggan is a way better runner. So mm. if he's able to get going on the run game, um, that will be big. I know Keandre Miller, their, their top running back, he's dealing with a leg, knee injury, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he injured back in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, he says he's going to begin to play. Has How effective he'll be, I don't know. So we're gonna see how it is. They now their backup. I forget his name, but he's just as effective. Yeah. Um, but I think if we're able to now this game, aside just from a talent stamp, I think this game really more reflects the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. I think personally, now they, I kind of said something like that, similar to the Ohio State game, but the Ohio State, they're pr- I mean they're just as elite. Yeah. Um, like talent like to talent, players. I think they line up closest to you, like you guys in Bama. Those are the three probably talented teams in the country. Yeah. Tennessee, TCU, kind of similar, just the way they just – they throw the ball more than they run. Yeah. I think, I believe. And they love their explosive plays downfield. They're taking their downfield shots. Like, as much as they throw, they're going to hit their plays. It's tackling, 
you got to limit the yards after catch because that's what Quentin Johnston thrives in. He just yeah. will eat you up after the catch. Um, if you can limit the explosive plays, get pressure, and really just keep them under control as far as like like yards after the catch, mm-hmm. they should be okay. Georgia's a pretty good team at catching after the usually limiting uh, mm-hmm. like yak yak yards or yes. just yards after the catch. Um, so I think they'll do all right there, but I think it's going to be like Jalen Carter's got to step up. He didn't really do much at all. He had like one tackle and that was it. Um, I believe Chaz Chambliss is going to be okay. Um, I mean, the, we got some young guys on that D line, that D or DN spot. They're going to have to step up. Mm-hmm. Michael Williams, smile Munden. Um, trying to think Marvin Jones, Jalen Walker's third. They're going to have to step up. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I think it's schematically, it's going to be a good game. I do think TCU is going to be able to put some points up because Georgia secondary is not very good at this point. I can kind of say that. Yeah. Um, because I mean, they play, they play a bunch of man to man. So if you're going to get beat, you're going to get beat. Uh, they're really talented. They're just like, it just, it worries me a little bit. If Georgia's, as a t- if you're looking at TCU's perspective, like if you're not able to get one side of your, if you're not able to get turnovers on defensively, how sorry, is I just your got NFL news? Sorry, that's my face. What was Again, it? Uh, Lovey Smith just got fired. Oh well, well he was the Texans, right? He just won. They won that today. He... he got fired after they won. Well, that's because they, it's because he blew them a first round or first overall pick. Yeah, so pretty much like, yeah, if they're going to – they just got to get stops. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think – that I can't see TCU taking over Georgia's defense. I just can't see it. Michigan was had a couple injuries in the back half, which yeah. hurt them. Um, a couple of their secondary guys were out, so that hurt them. But, yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts – any more thoughts about it? I mean, if you give TCU a week to game plan right now, right? I think they can at least start out as quick as they did against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Especially since the Georgia I've seen at times can jump very, can get off very slow. I don't yep. know if that's just Kirby's style. He likes to let them, like, let the game sink in for his players first. Maybe. But every time I watch Georgia in bigger games, they like to almost let the other team get ahead quick. They did it against I, Alabama. They, they, I, they I like just, to – yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say is that they sometimes – I think they like they like the energy maybe a little bit too high at first. Mm-hmm. They, they'll miss some tackles to start the first drive or two. They'll have some miscues on offense where they don't really – they can't score a touchdown. They settle for a field goal. or yeah. I, I think that, that routinely happens with Georgia teams under Kirby Smart just the past six, seven years now, right, where they start off slow. So I think if TCU ends up doing that, like, you know, they catch, they catch Georgia early, they get up like they did against Michigan, and this turns into a shootout, I think TCU has a great chance to win this game. Like, mm-hmm. I legitimately think – TCU's offense is probably – it is better than Georgia's offense. Just from a statistical standpoint, I do think Max Duggan is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. Not as clutch, right? Not as good in the fourth – well, I mean, not as good in the fourth quarter when it comes to, you know, making yeah. the plays you need to. But I think these teams match up a lot closer than they really should if you look at the talent. Yeah. I mean, this is why you can't really – I mean – look at just paper. Yeah. Like you can't be looking at this like the this is why they play the games on the field. Exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, I think this I don't see I keep thinking it might be it's going to be a close game. Mhm. But then I'm just thinking now I just thought of this in my head like As far as well, I'll go back to that. But as far as like Kirby Smart like uh, they, they start slow. I don't know if it's a thing like they just kind of like feel things out. Yeah. See where we are in the game. And then we get going. Um, but, I mean, honestly, they really didn't have a super slow start against Ohio State. Just a couple miscues. They had the missed yeah. field goal, which hurt yes. them. 
which then turned around and then just kind of they were there. It was like you missed opportunities. But as far as like this game and now these two teams stack up, I'm just thinking about now like that Kansas State Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And there was no dropout. There was no opt outs nope. pretty much on both sides. Yeah. And it's a Kansas State team that beat TCU once and mm-hmm. should have beat them twice. Yeah. And it's a Bama team that's not as good as we've seen in past years, but still is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that is this how it is? It's a wonder if this is how this game's going to be. Because hear me out. So that you weather the storm, you got to mm-hmm. weather the storm. That's the biggest thing. And Bama did yeah. it against Kansas State. They were down ten nothing in a blink of an eye, and was like, "What the heck? Are they just going to fold up here?" Yeah, that's for Georgia, and it's like an underdog thing. But like Georgia's got to weather the storm because, like you said, they're going to come out firing. They're pretty much if you're a, pretty much a two touchdown fa- underdog, you got nothing else to lose. I mean, yeah. you're not even supposed to be here at this point. Like, just you got nothing to lose. Like, you know, they're going to coming out with all the stuff. They're not going to leave anything left. Like, yeah, they got to be ready. Georgia's defense has got to be ready for anything. Trick plays, explosive, just deep shots. Like. Whatever it's got to take, they're going to try to do to try to set the tone early and try to get out in front. Um, but I do think that Georgia's defense is good enough to where they can create pressure and get turnovers. They didn't get yeah. turnovers last game, but I think they're able to. They're good enough to get some turn. If they can get like one or two turnovers, this is not Michigan. They're like you're playing the big boys now. Like, like we're going to see. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, like Michigan, like Harbaugh's lost his last. Harbaugh hasn't won a bowl game. He has. He's won one bowl game. Yeah. Since he's been at Michigan, like he doesn't. For some reason, he's not good in bowl games. Like, this isn't Michigan. Like, you're not playing Kansas State. Like, this is. Yeah. You're playing. This is for real now. Like, welcome to the welcome to the show. Like, but we'll see. That's why you again. That's why you play the games. Yeah. Um, I think. Unless you want to go back to it, maybe down the road, if you remember anything, we'll move on here to the other side of the field now, like Georgia offense, mm-hmm. TCU defense. Um, no, I don't really have anything else to add. I mean, I think we'll, we'll see how it plays out on field, but mm-hmm. I think the matchup is closer than it would be a re- like at first. You think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, I'm not. I don't. I'm not doubting them because I'm. That that's a big spread. Yeah, and at TCU does worry me because they have been doubted. They've hit adversity all mm-hmm. year, and they just keep coming back. Yeah, like they don't. So, but again, we'll see how that offense fares. But as far as the other side of the ball, because there's two two offenses going, uh, Georgia's offense, TCU's defense. How do you think this stacks up? Like, what's going you know, on? What do we think here? My question. My question with this is going to be is. How, because I think Stetson Bennett is in a different league than uh, JJ McCarthy, obviously, right? So it's very hard to judge what their defense did last week with, like, you know, turning the ball over, you know, creating problems with their offense. So mm-hmm. my question comes down to if TCU can force, like, turnovers or just turnover worthy, like, plays. On Georgia, I think that's the conversation here, because if they can do anywhere similar to what they did to McCarthy in that first half, or just in the game in general, you know what I mean? Just bully him around, force some turnovers, stop him from getting huge plays on you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is because TC runs like a three-three-five D. Yeah. It's going to be. Um, how do they attack that? Because you can, you would think in theory, let's just run the ball. You got three down linemen, like yeah. you know our guys are bigger. Like you just rely on the run. Um, but I think that they should probably consider more. Obviously, you want to run the ball, but like mm-hmm. I think the if you just if they just decide to go conservative approach, I think they would be. They're not gonna succeed very well i think you gotta come out firing like yeah set the tone early like you gotta get your you gotta get your weapons involved get bennett rolling early like if they can go down the field and just kind of find some bb like just gets get him going yeah score a touchdown early like you can set the tone 
to where like yeah, like you're getting out, you get your points, and then you can start yeah. running the ball, like mixing it in. Yeah, that's why I think my question is going to be: Is TCU going to respect Michigan's wide receivers? You know what I mean? I'm not saying yeah. they're not great athletes or not, but at times this year, Michigan has almost completely avoid throwing to receivers and choosing just to run the ball, throw it to the tight end, run the ball, throw it to the tight end. So yeah. I wonder if TCU is going to just be like, let's stack the box. If they can't run the ball, they ain't moving the ball. Mm-hmm. And if they can do that early, I mean, you got to force Bennett to make plays at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And what worries me some, it's the only thing that really worries me, because we know Bennett is a is a gunslinger. Yeah. Um, but you know how opportunistic this TCU defense can be, so it just worries me. Like Bennett has got to know when to not make the stupid throw. He cannot if he's under pressure. Say he's just rolling out and he's got to like move to his right or left. Like he needs to know, and he's done a better job at this year. But like when to throw it away, when to try to cram it into a tight spot, and when just yeah. don't throw it at all. Like he cannot get caught, and that's what JJ McCarthy did a couple times. Mm-hmm. On those really those two pick sixes where he got yeah. baited in, he got baited, and they completely capitalized on it, and they just took it right back to the house. So like he's got to know like listen. Don't get caught in their trap. Like, just find the guy that's open, know where they are, and explore, and just get that. Um, I do think a, having AD Mitchell back and Arian Smith back is huge. And you saw they scored; they both mm-hmm. scored. Yeah. Um, I do think. Sorry, I'm missing my hair. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I think if we. They can get a couple deep shots down early. That would be huge. Yeah. Because you're telling TCU, hey, you got to respect the pass here. Yeah. You know. And then let's get. I'd like to see Bowers get involved a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think he had like 64 yards or so in that first game. Maybe get him involved a little bit more. I know McConkie's still a little banged up, so it's kind of hard there. Darnell's a little banged up. You still have Oscar Delp, who's right behind there. Um, but yeah, I think they can get turnovers. Like if TCU's defense, and they do a pretty good job of it in the Big Twelve and just in general, they did it against Michigan. Like if they can get, I think the magic number is at least two. Yeah, I was turnovers. thinking the same thing too. Like they have got to get a couple turnovers, have a couple balls bounce their way, like yeah. even a couple calls. Like I mean, it's got to be. They've got to have create havoc for Stetson Bennett in this offense to get them out of their rhythm. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Ohio State didn't really do that. I mean, as bad as D. Georgia's defense played, Ohio State's defense was atrocious. Yeah, they I couldn't mean, stop them at all. Like, in that second no. half, Ohio State couldn't stop the stop anything Georgia was throwing at them. No. Like, they had that little sprout early in the, like, midway, like, through the third for about 10 minutes or so, and then after that, it was nothing. Um, so... We'll see. I think that George. I don't know about you, but I think Georgia's. I think Georgia will have an easier time scoring points. I think than TCU will. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think that's the biggest like question of the game is will be can TCU's offense generate enough points? Mm-hmm. Can they can they? Because I think for TCU to win, they got to force it into a shootout. Yeah. I think that's they gotta, their, yeah. No, I was just, no, just going to say, like, yeah, that, they got to put it the ball in their court mm-hmm. when it comes to, yeah, like what you said, shootout. Finish what you were saying. So I was just saying, like, they got to make it so that they're putting up, like, 40 points in this game, and Georgia is just not being able to score as quick as them. They got to be able to score quick. They got to be able to score fast. They got to be able to. Because I think what they're going to do defensively is I think they're probably going to double Bowers, right? Because I think that makes the most sense logistically. So, like, if you mm-hmm. see – so, like, they think if they, when they run their defense, they'll probably have the box stacked, but they'll probably have their safeties drop, drop back. If they see – you know, if they see him take it in shotgun, they're not going to mm. – they're not going to bait for the run there because I think they know, hey, he's going to try to – he's going to try to get off the light pass quick or he's going to go for the – because, he's you know, he's a gunslinger. He likes to shoot it long. So, they're either going to, like – I think it's gonna be very much a whatever the middle linebacker sees at like at like lining up. I think that's how they're gonna run it. Mm-hmm. So I think if 
they can stop Georgia from scoring quickly and force it into a shootout where TCU has the ball, they have the lead, and Georgia has to play catch-up to them. Like the Ohio State blueprint. Exactly. But imagine if they didn't – like they need Sonny Dykes to not shoot himself in the foot in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Don't pull don't pull a Ryan Day choke job classic, right? They need yeah. to Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. I just I feel like this is a Georgia win. Like this feels like a game that Georgia wins. This feels like a game that Georgia dominates. But at the same time, I like TCU's odds. I don't know what yeah. it is. I just I like the way that they've played and I think they have a really good chance. Yeah. I um two things here. And I forget the number, but like, I think the biggest thing too, and I just completely forgot about it, was if TCU has to get pressure and create an uncomfortable pocket. Because if you leave Stetson Bennett back there alone, if you give him time, Mm -hmm. he will, he'll do whatever he wants back there. Yeah. Like, like as long as he doesn't try to get cute with it, like he'll do whatever he wants. Um, like that's gonna be huge. Like TCU, if they're gonna rush three, they gotta be able to, or they're gonna be able to mix up their packages, um, and try to know when or when not to blitz. Because Georgia's, I think, allowing like the seventh fewest like pressure rate or something mm-hmm. in the in the country. Like they do not give up sacks. I think I saw. I remember in that game, he got sacked. Then he got sacked like once or twice. But that yeah. first time he got sacked was the first time he had been sacked since like October. Like, he does not get sacked. Like, they do a hell of a job up there like, keeping him upright. TCU just, I think, is ranked, like, at least it's 100 and something as far as, like, getting pressure on quarterbacks. Like, they do, they just struggle with that. Yeah. And if that's, if that's the case, I mean, this, is, this might be a long night because I think if you're looking at Georgia perspective, you want to keep that offense on the sideline. You do not want, you like, you do, like, you're yeah. keep saying, like, TCU wants to keep this like a shoot. They want to get this rolling. Like, let's get this to attract me. Yeah. And that's exactly. And I was I would watch like the pregame shows and stuff, and they would say like, Michigan cannot let this get into attract me. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not in. They're in trouble. And it, mm-hmm. what happened? They let, they let it get into attract me. Attract me. Georgia's got to be able to keep him on the keep them on the sideline because mm-hmm. you do not want that to want it to get to that point where all of a sudden it's you're playing. I'm going to score a touchdown. You're going to score a touchdown. Like, you're just trading blows at that point because yeah. you do not want to get it to that point. And I do think that is probably one of the biggest things is, like, if you're not going to get pressure on him, you might as well. You're going to, you might, you're going to be in for a long night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, do you have any more thoughts about this? That, those sides? No, I think it's time we, we tell them what we think. <laughs> so, won this game. I'll let you start. Mm-hmm. Make your you can give your last little bit of analysis. Make your picks, mm-hmm. and then we'll switch over to me. I think this game is going to come down to the fact that Georgia is more talented yep. at every single position on the field. They're the only position in which TCU has a num like a stars advantage over is going to be the quarterback position. And that's and two Heisman finalists, though. So exactly. So at that point, your point is almost mute there. They cancel each other out. Exactly. I think as much as it hurts to say this for TCU's Cinderella story, and it's actually amazing that a team with almost zero odds, first-year head coach, is all the way at the national championship, I do think Georgia wins this game. I don't, I think they only win by a field goal late, but I still think they win this game. Mm. And I do feel like, for the most part, it feels like Georgia's winning the game the whole time. Like, the score would yeah. look closer than the game really feels. Like the Tennessee game? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I think the score would be a little bit closer than the Tennessee game, just because I respect TCU. Well, you think it's a field goal? I think it's a field goal, but I do feel like it's one of those field goals where you know they're going to win this game. Like, TCU ties it late, but they gave them way too much time, and Georgia was just rolling the whole time. Yeah. So you're taking – are you taking, taking TCU? I'm taking the dogs. Are you taking the dogs? But are you taking yeah. frogs to cover? Yeah, I am taking the frogs to cover. That's a oh. big spread there. I, I'm, take... That's a big spread in the national championship, man. Thirteen and a half. Okay, so we got your side. Yep. Take my side. Um, 
I think this game comes down to limiting the explosive plays um, and scoring, at, kind of just controlling when you're on offense, controlling the tone of how the game's going to be played. Um, and if you can keep Bennett upright like, and just get a run game going, I mean, this is going to be a long night. Um, so I do think Georgia's going to win. Um, I think that they're able to just kind of do whatever. I think they're going to be able to kind of command this game. Yeah. I think 13 and a half is a lot. I think that's maybe room for a backdoor cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Georgia's in control this entire game. And I think they weather early storm early. Like this could be, I could see it being like a TCU's up maybe like 14-10 or something like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Georgia's like, okay. They get they get a stop and then they just kind of go down the field and score and then that's it. Um, but yeah, I think I think if Georgia's able going to get pressure on Duggan, if they keep him contained, they, he's going to be in for a long night. Not having Kendra Miller healthy or fully healthy is a big one because um, you got to be you can't be predictable on offense, especially exactly. against Georgia's defense. You can't start getting into a one-sided game where you're just throwing the ball the entire game because we saw that. That's what Tennessee did, and it doesn't work out very well. Yeah, I don't care how good your receivers are, and TCU's offense is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Like, they lead the country in touchdowns or – I don't know if it's touchdowns or just 50-plus uh, yard like plays. I think it's 50-plus 50, 50 yard plays because – because I really yeah, like got yeah. twenty or something, mm-hmm. like they're well over any, they're way above anybody else. Like, so we'll see if they're able to can do that. I just mm-hmm. don't think they're able to have enough possessions to do that. And if they get caught where they're they gonna have to start punting the ball a couple times, like, and Georgia scoring, like, that might be it. Like, I mean, they could very quickly have nights out for them. Very quickly, Within like this a matter could be, of plays, yeah. This is like this could be. I'm not saying this is like the Bama Kansas State game where like close early, nothing after, but there could be a turning moment in this game if like say if Bennett. I mean if Bennett's able to just not turn the if they're not able to turn over free, turnover free football and TCU's not able to create turnovers like they're in for a long night. Like they have got to be able to get turnovers. I just don't see them doing it unless. And what have I said all year? Georgia's worst enemy themselves like they will shoot themselves in the foot constantly mm-hmm. but they're able talent wise able to just back it up enough and i think doing that in that ohio state game being able to withstand backs against the wall as close to the wall as you can get mm-hmm. that championship mentality really came in being down double digits in the fourth quarter eight minutes to go in the game against ohio state yeah. and you're able to come back i mean that's I think that really says something. I think they come ready to go. Like they don't mess around. They're not going to mess around. Like I think Michigan messed around with them. Mm-hmm. I think they weren't. They didn't think they were anything special. Yeah. Um, they, they'll say they won't, but they know they're like we were. We didn't really think too highly of them. Like I think Georgia comes out ready to go. Kirby Smart has them ready to go, and caps it off with another win. I think dogs win. I think the under hits in this game. Okay. I like the under in this because I think. Georgia's going to be able to score a bunch of points. I think they limit the possession, so for Duggan mm. and company, and they get some stops. Um, it's at 64 now. I might handicap it to maybe get it up a little more. Yeah. Um, but that 13.5, too, I mean, I you could I would personally – I like the plus 13.5, but I could also see someone going – they're going to come out and just dominate and go 13, minus 13.5. I think that's too big, especially in a national title game. I think one time, and like at any time, was a team in any BCS or college football playoff national title game that was a double-digit favorite cover it was Bama. I think back in twenty, whenever they played Notre Dame, Notre Dame, yeah, they were a ten-point favorite. They won by forty. They won forty-two ten. So only the one I can think of might be um, USC Oklahoma. Is that oh four? So I think they were at eleven point favorite. They won like fifty six to fourteen, but I think they were eleven point favorite. Yeah, so it doesn't happen very often. Never, like, yeah. No, so I like I would stick away from the spread. Like 
unless you just are stuck on that. I, I like the under in this movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so what, what do you uh, – score prediction, though? What's your score prediction? I mean, I've been sitting here thinking about it, and I do Change think – Change your heart. No, I still think it's a three-point game, but I'm going to go like 24-21. I think it's a low, low score. score. I think I do think it's a low-scoring affair because with the little hindsight to think about it, I think the biggest thing will come down to if Georgia can really hold the game, like, you know what I mean? Like, more or less have the game in their ballpark. Yeah. It's a low-scoring game. Even yeah, if it's I a mean, close game, it's a low-scoring game. Georgia will blow teams out, and they won't even have to put that many points on them. Yeah. Like, because all they'll do is they'll get up big on you, and then they'll start running the football. Yeah, exactly. Half, yeah. If they're able to. Um, I think, that, I mean, I think, I think it's like a... What happens is I think Georgia goes up big. Yeah. Let's say in cruise control, TCU does what they've done all season, is that they fight back into the game, and I think Georgia just gives them the axe with a field goal. Check that. You know what? I'm taking the over. 42... Forty-two to twenty-eight. Okay, so you're. Oh, so you're take, picking Georgia in the spread too. Well, I'm not taking the spread. I'll take the Georgia team over though. Okay. Team total. I think it's at thirty-eight. Take that. Um, I think it's at four. See, I could say that. I'll say that, and then I, they won't. It'll be like yeah, like it'll be like a twenty-seven to seventeen game. Yeah. I mean. That's a lot of points. Yeah, the spread. The, the, I mean, this is a hard one, man. It is because you can see it going either it's going to be a super high scoring, it could be a high scoring blowout, a high scoring game competitively, yeah. or it just be a low scoring game blowout. I just I don't know what to think of TCU at times, man. Because every every single way you would look at them and go, this team is good for not playing great teams, right? Yeah. And they go and they just tell Michigan like, no, we're just as good as you. Yeah. So, I mean, um, like... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think it's 40. I'm going to say 42. Yeah, 42-28. I think dogs weather the storm early, and they just kind of pounce late. I think – I think I, you know what? I'm going to say this. I think it's a pretty close game throughout. I mean, because 42-28 is not that big of it. I mean, that's just the 14 right there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's pretty close late. I think Georgia's – just kind of starts to pull ahead late, and TCU just runs out of time and yeah. just isn't able to do anything. So I think they maybe turn over, turn over Bennett maybe once, but that's it. I mean, just too much too much Georgia. Just talent, again, is going to overwhelm them, I think, at some point, and Georgia's going to go back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And we're going to set to Bennett, we'll, and they'll start the construction of the statue. And Tuesday we'll, morning. We'll be looking forward to a Florida State statue next season. Uh, no Carson Beck, and the Georgia Bulldogs will be going further back-to-back-to-back. Rolling into the 12-teamers, where they will finish off the 4 Pete in Atlanta, and then rolled in as a 5 Pete when we go into Miami. So, just saying. Heard it here first. So the actual fan fiction I just heard out loud. 5 Pete. There, there, see, there is the fan. Right you're you're going to make a statue of Bennett and Beck <laughs> holding it, like, shoulders. <laughs> like there is. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers <laughs> off, walking off to the sunset. Uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We're coming. Here we go. Dogs, dogs, dogs. We're getting. Although, see, I'm still debating that over-under. I don't know. I, I mean, it's just like, it's one of those numbers where I'm like, maybe actually they go over, and then I'm like, wait. As Neither bad as teams both. really scored all that much during the regular season. They all both had a lot of close, low-scoring games at times. So I'm like, huh. Last time these two teams met, 2016, Kirby Smart's first bowl win, 31-23 yep. Liberty Bowl. Fun fact also, Georgia's first bowl win as a university came against TCU. These teams have history. 4-0. Kind of. 4-0. Kind of. Oh. Well, that's a 0-4. Oh, you shouldn't 4-0. be saying that. That's how, that's how you jinx it, man. Nope. I did say that's no jinx. No jinx. That's just facts. That's all, Jinxing that's what, it. I <laughs> I feel the same way every time we Florida State plays Duke because we never lost to Duke in like twenty straight times. Well, uh, no, Ryan's I beat think Packers. <laughs> did they really? Yeah, they just did. <laughs> They'd awesome. already been eliminated too. They just uh, 
Oof. That's awesome. Seahawks are in, folks. Yep. Give Dan Campbell a raise. They wrote him off. He hit right back. Chino <laughs> Smith. Chino Smith is and the Seahawks heading to the 49ers. That's our NFL talk for the day. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we head on out about this game or just uh, in general? Dylan's just, birthday today, folks. Yep. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you, guys. I am the big 2-0, 20 years oh. old. Wow. Congrats. Big one. Thank you. Thank you. I know. One more year. One more year, then I'm. <laughs> I'll, I'll be. I'll be blacked out in Vegas, right? Nope. <laughs> well, only other college news really to talk about is the Sam Hartman to Notre Dame is official. Mm-hmm. That is a move happening this uh, this off season. We'll see how that plays out. I think that could either be a boom or bust. You know. Yeah. And it could either be. A, wow, Notre Dame finally has a quarterback that can put him over the top, or it's a man. Marcus Freeman really does not know how to coach quarterbacks. He turned this guy into, t- into crap over overnight. It's like an Ian Book thing again. Yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think if anything else happened. The, the LSU rumors? I mean, you want to talk about those or no? Listen, no, we don't need to talk about that. We need to talk about how they crushed Purdue. Sixty-three-seven. <laughs> you know, you know the funniest thing. If and then they presumably went and started sleeping with the Cheez-Its in the yeah. bed. <laughs> I guess if those rumors are true, and they and they still put up sixty after. <laughs> Relaxing. I, <laughs> I think the craziest part about that is the coaches too, right? Yes. Yeah. This is uh, <laughs> that officially... is a wild story. We're officially gone uh, Knowles and Dogs after dark at this point. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> no context of what we're talking about. but No wow. context. Just look wow. it up um, if you're curious. Uh, pretty much Keishon Butte, star receiver, got involved with something with some of the other coaches after originally saying he was going to play in the bowl game. The such and such event happened. He is now going to the NFL. After being technically, we're rumors told, and we're not a rumor podcast, but rumors told that the coaches said, hey, just we're going to need you. The best way to get out of this is we're going to need you to get out of here and go to the draft. So he's now in the draft. Good luck to him and to his family. Hopefully all works out. Watch the Steelers pick. Just kidding. Steelers I was going to draft wide receivers. They love drafting wide receivers with character issues. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you talk about character issues. Okay, take a deep breath. I'm a Steeler fan. Anybody wants to know? You missed the but playoffs. You guys, you guys love to draft wide receivers that are literally... We're very good at draft. You guys, Listen, we don't care what they do off the field. And when they're on the field, they dominate. And we're the best at drafting wide receivers. That's George Pickens, dog, recorded another touchdown today. Have a day. A tough loss. 8-9. We got the same record, but no, you don't. We're we have a better record than you guys. We're eight and nine. We're nine and eight. Oh, yeah, playoffs, nine, nine, and eight. eight. Yeah. nine and eight. Yeah, nice we're playoffs. eight and nine. We got a home playoff game next week. Oh, congrats on <laughs> nice. nice, nice I, you know, I should go. I should go actually. Nice. All right, Dylan. First hand boots down at Raymond James. Oh yeah, I'll give you live on air coverage. <laughs> we beat yes. Dallas. Well, they play crap today, so maybe. I said we beat them already this season, so you never know. <laughs> All right, before we get too much off topic, um, any final thoughts before we go? Again, I think I just said that, but any more final thoughts? No, um, I think we got everything covered. I wanted to say, uh, oh, if everything goes to plan, good luck to your dogs. They'll probably win, but Knowles are coming for it next season. We'll see. Florida, Florida State should be good. Let's see I how mean, they do. Other big college news, I mean, Jared Verse is coming back. There you go. You know, top 15 projected pick decides to come back for another year of college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good by Norvell or the Boosters. I don't know which one it was, but, you know, I like to believe there. it was Norvell. There we go. Helps me sleep better. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> With the burp, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Excuse me, that was a hiccup. <laughs> It's a good time to end the show here. Right. Uh, dogs on top. Hunger down. Sick them. Let's get another da- natty. <laughs> natty time. All right, guys. Make uh, sure you hit that subscribe button. 
like the video, mm-hmm. view it, do whatever you want. Just yep. make sure you do those three things. Um, we'll be back after maybe whenever next week or later on time this week to recap the game mm-hmm. um, and uh, figure out what we're going to do after that. So Yeah, we want to hear feedback from you guys. Is there anything specific you want us to talk about, off-season mm-hmm. coverage, maybe some, a different – NFL, XFL, USFL, all that stuff is coming up till you guys want us to cover a little bit of that. Just let us know. I think we yeah. both would be interested in maybe doing that. For sure. Um, yeah, so with all that being said, guys, uh, enjoy the natty like we will, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Go dogs. Uh, go Noles. Oh, all right. <laughs> see you guys. See you.